0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I struggled this morning with all of my reflections. I had so many and I'm trying to stay focused and focused on come follow me and focused on my general conference talk that coincides with that. And yeah, I'm thinking that mornings like this, I need to divert from that instruction in that direction and go towards something else and sometimes that happens and i come across something that i absolutely need to share and i just know that it's because somebody else needs to hear so this morning i'm still struggling and i am out walking my dogs in the hills behind my house and I'm crunching in the snow totally and completely bundled up to where I'm sweating down my back and it is a glorious morning and you know what I have such a hard time with where I live I don't like it I don't like country I don't like the vast fields I don't like that there aren't choices to go eat I dislike. that there isn't choices, lots of choices of things to do. We have a bowling alley, which I guess we should be really grateful for because there are smaller towns that have even less than that. But we have a wonderful college and my husband is employed there. And life in the slow lane has been an adjustment for this city girl, this California girl, unaccustomed to snow, even though I've lived here for 20 years unaccustomed to life in the slow lane less traffic more fields less people more sheep and cows so I'm walking along this lane this morning watching my dogs bound about over the little snowy hills and chasing bunnies and I'm looking at the snow as the sun is hitting it just right and It literally looks like there are billions of twinkling diamonds in the snow and I'm marveling at it and I'm looking at the snow for the first time through a new lens and appreciating it and I'm enjoying the warmth that I feel all bundled up even my toes are totally warm and I'm so grateful for the warmth that i feel and how beautiful it is this morning the air is very cold very crisp when i inhale my hand holding my cell phone as i walk along is getting really chilled but i am trying to just be grateful trying to practice what most people do this time of year in november looking at all the things to be filled with gratitude for. Because I know that as we are filled with gratitude, we want less, we need less. And when you're not filled with gratitude, you always want for more and more is never enough. We are never satisfied. So as I crunch along in the snow this morning and I'm looking at the billions of diamonds sparkling all around me, I feel such pleasure and joy right now in the snow and in these diamonds so I'm led to share with you the little reflections that I've had this morning and I feel like I'm finally ready I feel like I'm finally ready and I have prepared this as thoroughly as I can and I am reading from Michelle Craig's conference talk Eyes to See and I wasn't really focusing on that this morning but I was finishing one conference talk and I didn't hit stop and it went on into her conference talk and she said some wonderful things that illuminated my spirit so much and yeah, I'm not going to stay very long on her conference talk but she says My dear brothers and sisters, you too can pray for the Lord to open your eyes to see things that you would not normally see. And bam, that's me right this very second um, as I pray for gratitude and appreciation for my surroundings, as I pray for patience with where I live, the 65 mile an hour roads on the two lane highway and someone in front of me going 65. Yes, I think that's the attribute I'm gonna be working on and I'll talk about that later. That is of patience. So I'm trying to see through a different set of eyes. But a friend on Facebook, and I get a lot of inspiration on Facebook, that's because I fill my Facebook pages with the things that i like the things that i want to have in my feet things that will inspire me and lift me i scroll right on past anything that is negative or not lovely or praiseworthy i scroll right past so i don't get very much of anything that's negative and i'm grateful for that but this woman posted done all to stand. That is fitting for the climate in our world right now. I have talked to several people recently who just want to be done, who just feel like they cannot go on. They want to take a break. They want to take a breather. They just want to be left alone. And the world would be so sad. Not saying that these people are thinking or contemplating taking their lives, but the world would be so sad if they stepped away from the position that they're currently in, such as being a friend or a father or a good neighbor or a good brother or sister in the church. If we all took a break, we would really be lonely. In 2 Kings 6, it talks about the young man who served the prophet, Elisha, and he went out and saw that there were enemies about to attack, and he goes running in and he explains that there are hosts of horses and chariots coming down the hillside. And he says, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Elisha answered to him, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed to the Lord that this young man might open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha it's all about seeing it's all about how we can see differently how we can see better how we can open our eyes and know that we have horses and chariots guiding us we have we have family members who have gone before who are buoying us up we have scriptures We have prayer. We have this direction. And I feel so strengthened today by looking through a different set of eyes for all that I have. A different feeling of appreciation and my heart is full. So in third uh, ether three The brother of Jared was posed with the question from the Lord, how shall I provide light for you in these barges? How shall we do it? How shall we go about this? The brother of Jared didn't just find some rocks and said, here, touch this. The brother of Jared put in the work. He went up onto the mount, and because of its exceeding height, he did molten out of a rock 16 small stones, and they were white and clear even as transparent glass. And he did carry them in his hands upon the top of the mount and cried again unto the Lord, asking him for help. And what does the Lord do? he says because of thou faith because of thy faith he allowed himself to be seen by the brother of jared and he touched the stones he touched each one of them and he said this is how you'll have light in your barges and because you've had so much faith and i've allowed you to see the finger of the lord and he showed the brother of Jared himself. And the brother of Jared fell to the earth. I just want to know what kind of life I have to live so that I can have that kind of faith so that I may see my savior. And okay, I won't see my savior in this life. I want to definitely be prepared for the day that I'm promised that as I am faithful in this life, that I will. I want to I want to see that day. I look forward to that glorious day. And I'm thinking more about light and having eyes to see. And I have loved the story about the brother of Jared and how he asks the Lord to touch these stones, that they may provide us light. There are other stones in our life. We have electricity. We don't have to worry about being in barges, going across the ocean deep. We don't have to have that. But we have other stones in our life that we need to have the Lord touch. Maybe it's your child's stony heart. Maybe it's the stony marriage that you now have, you find yourself in. Maybe it's a stone-hearted coworker. Or maybe it's your own stony um, self, stony self. What kind of situation are you in right now that you have stones that you need Heavenly Father to touch and to be lightened, to provide a new way, a new direction in your life or a better relationship? What is it that the Lord can touch? But of course, we have to be like the brother of Jared and we have to put in the work. We have to do our homework. We have to have faith that he can change, that he can solve, that he can deliver, that he can guide, that he can direct. He can. He can do each of these things. I know that he can and we just have to be patient. Oh, there is that word again. I got to work on that one because I'm not. In chapter 6 of Preach My Gospel, doing the attribute activity at the very end of that chapter, it goes through each one of the attributes and you're supposed to give it a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 on each of the questions. And I was giving myself pretty good marks. Yeah, I was doing pretty well until I hit patience. Christ-like attributes are gifts from God They come as you use your agency righteously. Ask your Heavenly Father to bless you with these attributes. You cannot develop them without his help with the desire to please god recognize your weaknesses and be willing and anxious to improve how do we develop christ-like attributes well it says in the chapter when you have faith in jesus christ you trust the lord enough to follow his commandments even when you do not completely understand the reasons for them, you accomplish what the Lord wants you to accomplish. You help bring about good in your own life and the lives of others. You are able to do miracles according to the Lord, according to His will. Your faith will be manifest through diligence and work. Oh, we've used diligence a lot throughout my episodes in my podcast. Diligence, putting in the work, faithful, regularly. Unstoppable, persistent. So it says for patience, I wait patiently for the blessings and promises of the Lord to be fulfilled. Mm, I gave myself a one. I am able to wait for things without getting upset or frustrated. I almost gave myself a negative one. I am patient and long suffering with the challenges of being a daughter of God. It says missionary, but I'm inserting a daughter of God. Oh, I am definitely not patient with the suffering and the challenges that are required of me. Um, Still, another one. I am patient with the faults and weaknesses of others. Ooh, that was even like a negative 10. I have so much learning, so much to do. I am patient with the faults. I am patient with myself. And I rely on the Lord as I work over and to overcome my weaknesses. I definitely rely on the, Lord, on the Lord. But like I said, I am that pinball in the pinball machine. And I am so reactionary and I'm working on that. And I realize that that is patience to step back, take a breather, inhale, exhale slowly, count to 10. I was talking about some wonderful, wonderful, spiritual topics last night with my friend Cindy on my way home from work, and then I get behind a person going 50 miles an hour on a two-lane road, and it's supposed to be 65, and immediately my anger just flares up, and she starts saying, Shari, calm down. I said, just one second. I put the phone down, and I just went around that car, and I was better. I have so much work to do. I face adversity and afflictions calmly and hopefully. I'm not even going to give you a number on that one. I wait patiently for the blessings and promises of the Lord to be fulfilled. I'm able to wait for things without getting upset or frustrated. I am patient and long-suffering with the challenges of being a daughter of God. I'm just not. So as I go through this and I'm working on my attributes, I'm thinking about the brother of Jared and how the Lord has promised him that he will prepare him. I prepare you is what he says. In chapter 2, I believe it's verse 25, I prepare you against the winds within which you will have to travel. I prepare you with all that you stand in need of against the forces of the current and the tide of the water that you will travel through. I will prepare you. I will guide you. I will direct you. I will be there for you. I will be there for you he is there for us but he is asking for each of us to be there for him to give our whole heart to him as he gives his whole heart to us as sister Craig says in her talk I'm working on my attributes I'm working on my attribute for patience and I'm doing what elder Richard G Scott said yesterday in the conference talk I shared with you then about revelations for our lives when he says to fast and pray for that guidance and help and as you seek for an answer such as how can I be more patient in my afflictions in my day-to-day that aren't even afflictions how can I just be more soft more kind more patient more long-suffering how can I be that he says that the scriptures will you'll read them differently they'll look differently to you and you'll be able, you'll begin to see the attributes in other people and you'll call upon their examples. So I think about the wonderful people in my life that have shown me what patience in affliction and adversity looks like. I think about Nada Wilkins. I think about how she was so patient with the trials that she had. And if she was faced with anything and you asked her about it, she'd say, it doesn't matter, it's all right, it doesn't matter. That was That's what kept her going in the large and grand scheme of things. Does it really matter that I get behind someone going 50 miles an hour? Does it really matter that I am five minutes later to home than I would have been? I think about the brother in my ward several years ago who sat in the back, he was probably his late 70s, and he dragged an oxygen tank in and out of his car, up to the chapel, sat in the back of the the chapel, and then I saw him leave the chapel alone, not speaking to anybody, and nobody speaking to him, never saw family come and join him and yet he was patient. He was there faithfully every single week. I think about my friend who her brother is suffering from a wicked form of cancer, an aggressive cancer, and they're waiting patiently for results from a, of, of a scan to see if the, the treatments that they are providing him are being effective and although people experience lots of ugly cries somehow somehow some way through affliction we are buoyed up and we are buoyed up by one another by those who have gone before us we are buoyed up by our father in heaven as he provides his light for the stones in our lives he provides his guidance and direction he will provide a way. I have a testimony of this Gospel of Jesus Christ. I know that it is true. I know that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God. I pray for you to see the world around you with a new set of eyes. And I know that as you make reading the Book of Mormon a daily pursuit, that you will literally see diamonds in the snow.